Welcome to Sheepdog Nation podcast, the only place on the internet where law enforcement and their families can come to be understood, supported, and stood up for. Here's your host, the always entertaining, down-to-earth, yet-in-your-face truth speaker and Leo herself, Autumn Schmidt. What is up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another podcast with your host, me, Autumn Schmidt. I'm really excited to have you here as always. Today, what we're going to be talking about is humanizing the badge. I'm going to warn you at this moment that this is a really good time for you to either put headphones on if you're around small children to turn this off, wait until you're not around uh, anybody, um, because I, I get pretty heated <clears throat> over this movement. Um, This is something I'm quite passionate about. And it's something that I think that you and everybody else needs to hear. Um, I don't believe in humanizing the badge. Okay, like straight up. I don't believe in it. And we're going to talk about that. But first, I want to introduce myself to you for all of my new uh, listeners. I wanted to first off, welcome you to Sheepdog Nation. Um, always humbled to have new listeners. I love it when you guys email me or DM me on Instagram um, and tell me your thoughts on the podcast. I've had a ton of officers from around the world reach out and say how much this podcast has helped them. Um, This is what they binge listen to on the overnights or what they work out to. And um, if you're working out to me right now, I appreciate it. And I do the same thing. I listen to audibles um, and uh, video books and, you know, David Goggins or Jocko in my headphones um, so that I'm constantly getting educated, making myself better. And so if you're doing the same thing, I just, my hat's off to you. I'm really proud of you. Uh, You are a rare breed and I'm happy that you're here with me. Um, If you're brand new to me, here's what I want to tell you. Um, I am a law enforcement officer uh, from Maine. I've been a cop since I have been 20 years old. And um, I got injured on duty uh, back in 2016 and it ended up becoming um, a career ending injury for me. So now um, I maintain my certifications in a part time uh, agency, part time uh, way. And uh, essentially, I can't really work the road anymore uh, due to my back injury. So I had to reinvent myself. And part of reinventing myself was focusing on how I could help and like help law enforcement and change the culture. So the reason for this podcast, the entire podcast, not just this episode, um, in its entirety and everything that I do from my Instagram following from my sheepdog family, that's a private group, I'll tell you about in a minute for Leo's um, that is off Facebook. It is not a Facebook group, but I do have a Facebook group that, um, you're welcome to come into. It's, uh, called the Sheepdog Nation podcast. The reason why I do everything that I do honestly is because I am so passionate about, uh, the job and changing the culture, changing the culture for the good cops, the good people that are in this and the, and the good people who are coming in to this job. I'm extremely passionate about, you know, changing it so that we have officers that are, you know, having long, you know, fulfilled and happy careers. And I, you know, throughout this podcast, if you go and look at through all these episodes, I have shared numerous uh, stories, personal stories on myself. I've interviewed several officers from around the country and around the world um, that share, you know, their points of views and essentially, you know, tell us that they've, you know, they've been, they've gone through the same things. They've been extremely stressed out. 
They, you know, have had to deal with all sorts of like coping mechanisms and, and all of these things. And, um, and the, and what the cool thing is, is if you're here and you're listening to me, here's the cool thing is you need to know that you're not alone in how you feel and you're not alone in all the shit that you've dealt with. I'm not asking you to go get fucking, you know, vulnerable on me or, you know, express me to me your true feelings. I don't really expect that you would do that. Um, but the most important thing, every officer from across, you know, across the world, across the board needs to know that we, you're not everything that you feel, you are not the first person to feel it. You won't be the last. And, um, running around and isolating yourself or not looking for help or not hanging out with like-minded individuals that'll actually help you is hurting you. And that's why I created the Sheepdog Family. It's a, it's a private Leo-only group. It is $35 a month. And before you get all upset, um, actually, that is just an investment. It, it's just an investment in your career. It's an investment in yourself. It's going to help you become a better, this, this, I call it's a group it's like a group membership, but it, it's essentially a training. Um, it's it's training every other week. We're on live calls and we're discussing things. And I'm teaching you new concepts. I'm teaching you, you know, new leadership concepts and all sorts of different ways. Teaching you to be the best leader, being the best officer that you could ever be. Um, really this is about investing in yourself and making yourself the best version that you can be so that you can get that promotion. You can become the supervisor. You can become the detective. You can get your ass in the command staff. You can change. You can with me and you can change your agency for the better. Um, you know the environment that you've been through, whether you want to admit it or not publicly, no problem. I'll admit it. In the environment of law enforcement, um, it's just it's not great. We know that. We know. Um, and if you don't know, I will inform you. Yesterday, I was doing some research or a couple of days ago, I was doing some research. And um, so last year, we lost 159 officers to, to suicide. That's less than what we lost in the line of duty deaths. Actually, that number has been the same consistently for the last three years. We are losing more officers every single year to suicide than we are to in the line of duty deaths. Okay. That that's even greater than gunfire. Actually gunfire, I believe was half of that number. So as you can see, we actually do have a problem. It's not like, I'm not just blowing this out of proportion. I'm nothing like that. It is absolutely the same. It's true. We have an epidemic going on. The and if you're like if you're like me and you're a skeptic and you're like okay autumn but how does that compare to like the rest of the world actually it's seriously elevated to the rest of the world uh, my husband and i we figured out the percentages with the population and we're like cuz we wanted to know cuz my husband he's a police officer too and so uh, we're sitting here trying to figure it out we're like okay wait is is everyone blowing this out of proportion or do we really have a problem and the truth is, is that we actually really do have a problem and that the suicide level in law enforcement is elevated. And so the reasons why they vary, but the number one thing that I have found from interviewing cops, from um, having my clients, uh, I life coach, so having my clients tell me and in the sheepdog family, this, this private, this closed, this safe group where nobody's going to get jammed up because you can be completely anonymous if you want to, um, except to me, cause I need to verify your credentials. But other than that, they, they've told me the number one reason why cops are becoming suicidal and, and they're, and they are suicidal is not because 
of the shit that we go out and that we see on the day to day. It's not the job itself. We all sign up to do this job and, and, you know, you figure it out really quick. Either this is for you or it's not. And the ones that it's not, they get the fuck out very quickly. Okay. However, what the problem is, is it's our command staff. It's our supervisors. It's the people we working, we are working with stabbing us in the back. It's those pressures that are just sending officers right over the edge where they, they thought they were joining a brother and a sisterhood, but in actuality, they are not. And it is extremely backstabbing. And they're feeling, you know, they're just feeling so alone and they're feeling so lost and they're feeling isolated and they feel like nobody understands them. And, you know, even though these groups online and all these things, these Instagram accounts where like a lot of cops like congregate, they're not exactly safe because you can't go, you're not going to be able to go to a group with 50,000 other cops and say how you feel and you if you don't think for a second that someone's not going to fucking jump down your throat like and and you know tell you how much you know of a wimp you are and blah blah like yeah like that that does happen because we are in a very egotistic um you know career we just are uh, as law enforcement however there are places like my group sheepdog family which you can join is a link below you can join um or you can just message me if you have some questions about it um it's not like that and it's supportive and it's meant to nurture and to fucking just essentially give you a platform to be who you are and express yourself because i think that that's a problem i think that what's going on in law enforcement is you know where we can't really express ourselves right like we can't and you know i actually had um if you go back and, and you go listen, as a, it's called the California Deputy Interview. Um, his name is Garrett Tesla, and he um, he is actually a podcast host himself for the Squad Room. He even says it, and it, he brings up such a great point. And he was like, you know, what I can't understand and what I don't like is, you know, as a police officer, that, that's all you can be. You can't go be somebody who you know is a musician or who's an artist or who's all these things because then you're looked down upon like you've got to be this cop that shoots the guns and drinks black rifle coffee and you know you've got to go and you've got to be a body beast and blah blah like you've got to do all these things if you want to be looked at as a squared away officer and respected but that's not true because that's only half of who we are or a quarter of who we are, right? And I just think that that self-expression is also another problem that we're running into in law enforcement or officers who are human before they were officers, right? You are a fucking human, whether you feel like one or not. I'm telling you that you are a human and you need to be able to express yourself like a human being. So, I mean, we have a lot of issues running in there. I'm obviously clearly very passionate about it because I just spent the last 10 minutes on, you know, on the subject. Um, So anyways, if you are interested, if you're like, yeah, I could definitely use to be around that. I totally get myself in ruts. I can feel when a rut's coming on. I don't want to get into a rut. You know, I want to take my agency. I want to take my career to the next level. Um, I want to be around people who get it, who I can fucking, I can vent to. I can, I can just be who I am and I'm not going to get jammed up the ass and I'm not going to get judged. And I get to, you know, I can be a leader. Like, that's cool. I get leadership training. Yeah, because within three months, after three months of being in this program, you get a leadership certificate to put in your I love me folder. How fucking cool is that? That's right. So when you sit down and you 
<clears throat> are on oral boards and shit, you get to be like, hey, look, 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 leadership training I did all on my own um, because you're showing that you're investing in yourself, which is really cool and you're investing in your career. So anyways, the next thing I want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you about humanizing the badge and why I don't believe in it. So um, I don't believe in humanizing the badge at all. And this isn't because I'm like one of these, like, um, what are we salty? I'm not a salty officer. Um, in fact, like if you go and if you look at everything I do and everything I say, I'm actually extremely positive about law enforcement. And I will honestly go to bat for every officer until they prove me wrong. Um, I believe police officers, I, you know, over the public because I, I know, I know, like I've seen what the public can do and how, you know, un, you know, ethical they are compared to some police officers, most of the police officers who are very ethical. And we, of course, we have some bad apples. Of course we do. Um, that's just like any job though. That's, you know, we have bad apples, doctors and lawyers and priests and teachers and, you know, you fucking name it, you politicians, you know, we have bad apples everywhere. And so, um, you, it is what it is, but just understand that I, it's not that I'm salty and that's not why I don't like humanizing the badge. I don't like humanizing the badge because I don't like, why are we doing it? So I want to take you back and I want you to just sit here for a moment. I really want you to think about something. When in history has society loved the police? When have they loved law enforcement? They don't. They don't like law enforcement. Most of society never really liked the military either because we're doing the thing that they're afraid to do. We're doing the thing that, you know, is scary. And we are upholding laws and we are doing all of these things that, you know, most of society don't, one, they don't want to do, two, they don't want to even know about it, but three, they don't want to be told what to do right and that's normal and most cops most cops become a cop because we don't want to be told what to do and it's just just like a really weird thing because then like we and and then we are told what to do you know what i mean like we have a very strict chain of command that we have to follow and we have direct orders and you know everybody thinks that being a cop you have like all this leeway and stuff and i mean to some extent you do but to some on the other side of that, you flip that coin, you really don't have that much leeway. You know, you have to, you are operating in a very strict, um, you know, area of guidelines and principles and ethics and yada, yada. You know, and so the thing is, is like humanizing the badge. I just think it's an uphill battle. People need to know that police officers are humans, but that's, this isn't how we're going to do it. Taking, you know, going and doing tip a cop, doing car washes with citizens, um, you know, what else? Shop with a cop. I, I think it's great as far as it makes the community feel comfortable. Um, it definitely makes the police department look good um, in some people's eyes. Not mine. I think it, I, not mine, but um, to some people. And it definitely helps the chiefs and the sheriffs um, and the colonels. It helps them gain public trust as far as like it makes the polit like the po politicians happy. It makes the town managers blah blah blah. It makes everyone happy, and so you know how politics work. But here's the thing, you guys: like we can build community trust, like right now. We can build community. You know, we can build um, people getting to know that you're actually a human being behind the badge right now. And, and as a police officer, 
Like if you don't, if you aren't doing these things every day in your shift, you're the one who needs to change this. Okay. It's not, we don't need, you know, we don't need to humanize the batch. Like we don't need to go and do a bunch of lip syncing battles and fucking, you know, funny things and, you know, sexy things. Now I'm seeing all this like sex appeal with women and men all across uh, social media and their cops. Like we know that you're a human and we know that, you know, that's part of being human, right? But like, why, why are we sharing this so much? Like, why is this so much in our face? And I can tell you from somebody who runs an online business, who's been running online businesses since 2015, it has gotten increasingly um, in my face with sexifying being a cop, um, male and females. And that's, I don't, I think this is counterproductive. You, You become a police officer and what's going on is the moment you become a police officer, you're a leader. The moment you take your oath and then you go throw that badge on you, whether in, you're in uniform or you're not, you become a leader in society. You become somebody that everybody looks to to do the right thing, to be there for them, to help them, to you know be the role model, blah, blah. Like that's that's what you become. And you know, not a lot of people know this. There's no training. There's no like onboarding leadership training when you become a police officer. It's go, now you're going into FTO. And so now you're going to learn how to be a cop, but you're not going to learn how to be a leader. And this is the biggest problem here is because yes, you can go be a cop, but if you're not, if you do not understand into a very deep understanding of you know, what you are actually, what your role actually is in society and how you can, you can quote unquote, bridge the gap and quote unquote, humanize the badge all on your own without doing these, these, you know, initiatives and these videos. And you can do all of that. Just you being the leader, being a leader as a police officer from day one, it's, it's going and having real conversations with business owners and citizens and getting on their level and stop doing the robotic talk and, you know, just being human with them and relating with them and helping them, you know, going a little bit out of your way. Look, like, I'm going to be honest, there's so much in police work that isn't like running and gunning that, and that's like, Instagram doesn't want to show that, you know, Facebook doesn't want to show that everybody wants to show themselves in their tag team vests and their BDUs, you know, with their fucking SWAT dogs or with their fucking ARs, the amount of pictures of I see with girls and guns and guys and guns. And, and it doesn't even, it makes zero sense to me. Like it just doesn't even make sense. Like, yes, all of that is cool. Like, let's be honest. Like we love guns. Like we're cops. Like it's the culture. We love it. But, but the, the part of the culture that we're we're really we don't have a good grasp on is the fact that we're all humans before we are cops. We lose the fact that like we lose sight of the fact that we're humans before we were ever a cop. And then once you put that badge on, you cannot lose that human side of you because once you do, you lose your grounding. You lose your grounding in your life. You lose your relationships. How many cops do you know that go through divorce or they are in a serious relationship and they split? How many cops do you know that are cheating on their spouses or their spouses are cheating on them? How many cops do you know that have gone have financial issues? How many cops do you know that have an abuse, a substance abuse issue? Right? 
And that's because they're trying to cope. But they're not trying to cope. Like, don't get this fucking twisted, okay? I don't, this is, and this comes from a girl who's, I've seen some shit. I've got all fucked up. I went and saw a counselor. I've got diagnosed with PTSD. I I got diagnosed with anxiety disorder. But I'm going to be honest with you. While some of the calls did fuck me up straight up, they weren't, it wasn't bad. They didn't fuck me up as badly as, you know, me denying myself of who I truly was. Right. And like it and don't take that out of context. It just means that I have been since I was 20 years old, I was just a cop. And that's all who I ever told myself I was a cop. I told everybody I was a cop. I just I did all the cop things 24 seven. You wouldn't catch me dead meditating. You wouldn't catch me dead journaling. You wouldn't catch me dead just being a girl. No, I was a fucking cop. Like I was just a cop all the time. And and that was my mindset and in my relationships. Like, oh my God, you're fucking speeding. You can't speed. You're a civilian. I can fucking speed, but you can't. Like, what are you doing? Oh my God, you have this opinion and it doesn't line up with my opinion. You're a piece of shit. Like, you know, getting extremely angry with people. Like, what are you talking about? You're not going to talk to me that way. Who the fuck are you? You're fucking nobody. You know what I mean? Like, no, you're not going to talk to me that way. Like, you know, and all of that just completely translating into my life and into my, you know, my relationships. And it was a very bad thing. And I found myself in a dark place. And this is where I think, you know, this is what I think. This is why the culture needs to change. Okay. Humanizing the badge isn't going to change any of that. Okay. And when, when, we as law enforcement, we discover that making officers better leaders from the day that they start. And like, what does that mean? Like, let's define it. Well, it's what I just talked about. It's, it's, you know, officers understanding their place. It's officers understanding how to influence people and how to communicate and how to talk with people and having a deep sense of empathy and compassion for the people they work with, the people they work for and the community. But let's not get it twisted. Command staff need they we all know this. The command staff needs to value their officers because their officers are the ones who are going to go out and bridge the gap in the community. None of these fucking tip a cop and all this stuff because it's the same cops over and over and over again. You're not dealing with the cops who you know who are on the SWAT team or who the real badasses are. They're not coming and doing fucking tip a cop or shop with a cop. They just aren't because they don't. They're they stand with me. And they're like, fuck that. Why would I go do that? But here's the, here's what we're missing in those officers. We're missing the fact that they just need to be trained in leadership. And it's not the typical go. I mean, and you can. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, I, I don't know. I've taken some leadership classes. I've seen a lot of other, you know, officers take leadership classes. And um, wonderful, great whatever, but I just feel like it's the same fucking people teaching the same fucking concepts for years. And we're not, we're not, you know, there's no change, but you, you need to, what you need to do. And let me just help you out with what I mean by that is, you know, we have officers that need to, you know, we have officers that need to understand one, who they are Two, they need to understand influence and how to influence people. And when I'm not talking about just Instagram and fucking Facebook, I'm talking about influence the people around you in a positive way, influence your, you know, the community members, the public influence is massive and having a positive impact on the people around you is going to help you to become a, an influencer. 
you know, and, and your attitude and how you talk and your body language, all of that and how you see things and being optimistic and, and being optimistic, but not being out in the fucking clouds because there's a fine line and nobody is going to follow a leader who's out in the fucking clouds, not police work anyway. You know, we're realists. We're grounded. We fucking know what's going on. Right. And so there's a fine line. There's this balance and we're missing that. But my idea and my hypothesis here is that if we can develop these leaders and we can develop squared away officers right off the bat who who understand this, they're going to go out into the community and they're going to be one. They're going to be much happier because they're 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 in tune with who they are. One, two, they're leaders. They are leaders and they know it it's not like they're just cops anymore they understand okay i have a leadership role and like let's be honest when we feel like we are a leadership and like in a leadership role then we we kind of take a little more pride in that right absolutely and and we and we value that and we put forth our our biggest and greatest efforts you know um by doing that so you know, I mean, it's just all of these things, you know, you're going to be a happier officer, you're the people you work with, they're being influenced by you. And you know, you're creating this positive work environment, you know, we have our, the idea would be to get our supervisors and command staff on board as far as getting them trained up to learn how to be supervisors and not just and like leaders and supervisors and not just like management, you know what I mean? And not just, you know, pen pushers, paper pushers, not just somebody who um, is, you know, taking up space in that position. No, like that's not what we need. That's not what we're looking for. What we're looking for is we're looking for um, leaders. We're looking for men and women to be, to lead us, to lead us. And, and the, the guys, I can't speak cause I'm not in the military, but and, and if somebody is and they want to like correct me, but it just seems to me that because of like the military and like all of their leadership training, I mean, they just seem to go through extensive training over and over and over again. Every time I turn around, you know, my friends in the military, like they're fucking getting trained and extensive training, like they're getting all of this training all the way through the ranks. It's not just the boots on the ground guys and girls that are getting the getting trained. You know what I mean? They're getting extensive leadership training and you just don't see, you don't see the military out humanizing the fucking uniform, right? Humanizing the military boots or whatever, humanizing the fucking, what would we call that? You know, the tanks, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like we just, we just don't. And, and, and I think that could be one reason why, you know, um, and again, we have some bad eggs in the military. Of course we do. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, we don't. And especially with the guys and the girls who get up, you know, and they become somebody, they set themselves apart, you know, they become more squared away. You know, they're not, they're, they're not, they understand that they're a leader in society. They're not so focused on um, making everybody else happy. Do you, do you see what I'm saying there? And I just think that we could humanize the badge in a completely different way, in a way that we can all be proud of as police officers and without, you know, you know, without all this other stuff, without making us look soft, you know, um, 
And I think that we could have the same effect. And that's truly what I'm trying to say here. And so here's here's what I want you to take away from this. So it's not it's more or less not a rant. It's something that you can actually walk away with like, oh, my gosh, like I didn't just waste a half an hour listening to her. Here's what (laughs) here's what I took away from this. Take away the fact that you are a leader in society. If you are a police officer, if you are a correctional officer, if you are a dispatcher, if you are working in any kind of, you know, um, first responder capacity, you are a leader in society because people look up to you. But people definitely look up to the police um, a lot because of the authority that officers have. Don't do not take that lightly. And I think that's my biggest message here is do not take this lightly. Watch what you're doing. Watch how you're representing us and other Leos. You know what I'm saying? Watch how you're representing the thin blue line. But then see what you can do to make the thin blue line thicker. See what you can do to add to you know the culture and not take away. See how you can be the change too. You, you can be a change agent just like me. And it starts simply by understanding how to lead, how to influence, how to impact others, how, you know, to change the environment that you're working in. And it all starts by simply changing your attitude. That's literally where it starts. It doesn't start by us going shopping with fucking, you know, civilians. And it doesn't start all that. That's actually, I think, a complete side note. It starts with when nobody's looking, what are you doing? with is in regards to like the civilians and the society and blah, blah. Like, I can't tell you how many times, how many times in rough neighborhoods I would go park my fucking cruiser and I would go play basketball with kids all the time, all the time. Okay. And these kids, their jaws would drop right on the ground, but that's not on Instagram. You're not going to find that in any of my social media and you're not going to find that on the news because I wasn't doing it to make a news coverage. I wasn't doing it for that. I can't tell you, I, I used to go in, we had a, um, where I used to work full time, we had this like trouble home full of kids. And me and this other officer, I was newer here and I'm, and like, I came from a very, a much rougher city where like, it was just different. So anyways, we come down and he starts doing, he starts dancing with these kids. Like we go on a call because we have some kid who's out of control. By the time we get there, he's completely in control. And we turn this into a positive because we start doing the wobble in the middle of this like facility and all of the staff are like kind of pissed because they're like, what the hell? Like we called you here to like, and, but like you guys aren't going hands on, but we had such an effect by humanizing the badge in that moment by showing them, Hey, look, we're humans too. Let's dance. And it changed their person. It changed the dynamic. It changed their perceptions of us because every other time we go there, which is literally, we get called there once a shift. The kids would be like, oh, yeah, you're that you're that cool cop that fucking danced with me. That was cool. Listen, you're never going to believe what happened to me. And they, they just talk with me because I developed a relationship with them. And it's stuff like that when nobody's looking that we need to be doing. Does that make sense to you? I really hope that makes sense to you. If you are kind of struggling with the concept or if you get the concept and you're excited and you've got a fire lit up in your stomach right now, I urge you to come into the sheepdog family group so you can get more of this we do bi-weekly live calls so you get to talk with me it's like this except it's not one way and come and get this extensive training this leadership training um so that you can you know you can fine-tune your skills in a training in a way that you're not going to find out there 
in a way that, you know, is different. And it's going to change. It's going to help you to look at things differently and become a leader in your agency that like, unlike anybody's seen, you're not going to be the typical, you know, cop that you see now getting promoted. You're going to be like that, you know, like the, um, typically it's like the, like the SWAT commanders. It's the commanders of specialties that they think outside the box. They're going and investing them in themselves, you know, on their own. And they're not telling anybody this, but you know, it's making them better and they're coming back to their agencies and they're progressing and they're leading and they're usually the guys and the girls that you want to be. You want to be around them. You want to be on their teams. Become one of them. Join us. DM me when you get off this. Go check it out. The link is below this. I'm just saying, what the hell is 35 bucks? Let's be honest. In the big scheme of things, if it's, you know, if it's giving you the ability to invest in yourself, change, you know, change yourself for the better, be around all cops that are just like you from all around the world on a mission to do the same thing. And let's be honest, you get to come in here, you get to vent, you get to say the shit that you want to say. And you're going to have a bunch of cops jump on and be like, yeah, dude, I've gone through this, like blah, 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 blah. Like it's, it's a really cool concept. We have 11 officers in right now. I just opened the doors, I think even less than a week ago. I don't think it's even been a full week yet. And we had our first call. And honestly, you guys, the officers in there, they're they're like, that was life-changing. That was unfucking believable Or no, no, no. What is What did he say? That was out fucking standing um, that come from a 13-year veteran in. I mean, it's just, it's not, we don't have a bunch of softies in here either. It's, <laughs> we have cops in here who are, who are going to be fucking excellent leaders who are, you know, wanting to get promoted, want to go to different departments, yada, yada. Um, but they are, uh, you know, they're taking those steps. And I think that you can too. I hope that you got something out of this. Um, and if you guys have questions, if you, as always, reach out to me. Um, and if you like this podcast, go to iTunes, give me a rating um, and come comment on my post that you will see on Instagram and let me know what you think. And that was another episode of Ship Duck Nation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and let us know by giving us a rating. If you have questions that you want answered by Autumn in the podcast, submit it by going to the link in the show notes. As always, stay safe and watch your six.